Sup, everybody. Welcome back to the Orient Sportscast. We're talking about the playoffs today. Josh, have you watched every game or what? Uh, I have watched most of every game, yes. Obviously, with the NHL's terrible scheduling, you can't watch every minute of every game, but it is yeah, most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them, yeah. I, I, Dude. I, I enjoyed, uh, I don't know about you, but I enjoyed, uh, was it the Sunday slate where it was like 12, 3, 7, and 10? Obviously, Dude, no, so, and I just... watched the last game because that was Calgary-Vancouver, but... Uh, yeah, dude, like even today it's 7 38 and then 10. Why can't you just do 7 8 and then 10? Like, you know, I don't know. I feel they, they can do so much of the schedule. And I was seeing, I was talking to my dad and just seeing on Twitter, and a lot of people think is it's regional. So it's like, what time in this market is the best for the people in this market to watch? But if I'm the NHL, I'm looking at it's international, like it's the playoffs. Everyone watches round one, everyone knows. You... It's, so, un- it's unfortunate you, know what I'm trying to say? You, you have to look at the demographic that watches it the most, and that's the demographic yeah. that we're in. So if I was to tell you that the playoff schedule would be like 5.15, 7 o'clock, 9.30, and 10, yeah, that would be more ideal, right? Exactly. But like so, I don't know, the but- team playing at 5.15, I don't think it's realistic to say everyone in Carolina cannot be in front of the TV at 5. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah it's better for us, but it's – I don't know. I know what you're trying to say. Cause like, we're, nitpick, we're nitpicking. Let's get into it. So, yeah, well, uh, what did you take away from this weekend? Like, just your overall, like, we'll, we'll obviously we'll break down the series. I want to get your overall main takeaway from all the games that we've watched up until now. The energy in the product is so much better. I don't know if it's because fans came in the building or what's happening. But I personally attribute it because I remember the 2013 playoff was so good, the shortened season, and so was this one. I just think hockey's better when you don't play as many regular season games and everyone's healthy for the playoffs. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I've yeah. noticed an actual difference in intensity relative to the bubble and all these other playoffs because I honestly think if I'm the NHL, I know money, it won't work out, but I think it's safe to say hockey's better when you play less regular season games, everyone's healthy. Like the only star that I can think of that's not healthy right now is Aaron Ekblad. Like literally everyone else is playing. Like I don't know if they're hundred percent, they're probably obviously not, but I just think hockey is so much a better product because of that. And the intensity and the physicality of every game is insane. Yeah. I mean, I have the same takeaway as you, I believe. Um, like just the, the fans in the building made such a difference and, I, I have one concern. I'll share that with you after I get the positive out of the way. It's it, it, like just watching that Carolina game last night. That's where it kind of stood out to me. Like they had that intro where everyone was waving the towel. I thought that building was sold out. And then later I look into it. They only had 12,000 people in there. Like they, yeah, were, that's bullshit. They, they weren't full. I think they were full. I think they reported 12,000. But yeah. um. I mean, it just makes such a difference, right? Like having a live crowd, the the sound guy doesn't have to pipe in the sounds. Um, the energy was fantastic, especially in that Tampa, Florida game where Bobrovsky makes those two, two huge saves late to force into overtime. And you hear the crowd were like, oh, and oh, it, like it made such a difference. Uh, you know, you got some rough series like Washington, Boston. I know what is it, they're in Washington, so they only had 25% capacity, but they were loud, man. Like oh, that game was there, like yeah. even Ve- like you look at the Vegas Wild series; those goaltenders had an outstanding game in that. Uh, both of them, both of them deserve a pat on the back. Like that, that game was phenomenal. The crowd was popping for every save, and like even when the Wild won, you could feel the energy being sucked out of the building because of the fans. I just think having the fans back is making such a difference, which leads me to my worry, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. We're kind of going to be underwhelmed when these Canadian. Uh, division games come on TV and there's no crowd reaction. What do you think about that? Yeah, Canada is a lot more like, like they care about COVID a lot more. They're a lot more cautious, I would say. But like, I honestly think if you have a building that sits 20,000 people, you're telling me not 2,000 people or 500 people, or whatever the number can't go in. And I, I don't want to get into politics. Obviously, we're not talking yeah. about that. But I just do think it's in a time of a pandemic, it's some people have a first dose. You could turn it into such a positive, like, oh, it, people with a vaccine can come in just because, like, promote that. Or you could say our first responders, a lot of people have suffered in the pandemic, mm. you get first dip. So I think you can turn it into a positive. So I do think the Canadian teams are at a disadvantage. But I don't know if the product would necessarily suffer. Like, I think we're still going to see really good hockey because it is Matthews, McDavid, Shifley, so on. So I do think the hockey will be good. But I do agree with you that, like, it is – it's going to feel different, I would say. I think that's a safe assumption. Yeah. 
Like, it's going to feel weird, like, especially with the, I think the Jets and the Oilers play the late game uh, tomorrow night. And then we're going to watch one of the games of the full crowd, which will lead into Jets Oilers. And then they have no crowd that's just kind of dead. It's just going to be kind of odd. I think. Um, but let's get into it. Let's get right into it. So first game, let's go. Let's just kind of go in order of the way they played. Washington, Boston, game one and game two. Love to hear your thoughts on this. Like, let's start with game one and then we'll go into game two because they're already two games in. Starting with game one, the first shift, you see Ovi picks up speed. When he plays in the playoffs, he's like a bull, man. Like, this yeah. guy, he saw Krejci. Krejci only touched the puck for 30 seconds. That's enough for Ovi, and he destroyed him. He and he it. saw that. I think in game two, I think Wilson hit Lazar, and he went flying into the boards. Into the bench. Into the bench, yeah, enough boards. Yeah, I just think the physicality in that series is definitely a takeaway. And then also with the uh, – the Washington's goalie injury. What's his name? Vanacek or something? I don't know. Like, yeah, Vanacek yeah, he, was injured. Anderson yeah, had to come he in. got hurt and Craig Anderson came in. And before we get into that, I got to say Kelly Rudy. And if people who don't know, this guy is a Canadian broadcaster. He went in on the intermission and he blamed him for getting hurt. Did you, did you see that, no, Josh? No, I didn't see that. You no, didn't I, see that? So, I, don't wa- I don't watch intermission shows. Yeah, they're terrible. Like, all of our audience, I don't – it. I don't know. It's literally only hockey. But anyways, yeah. So what he was literally saying is like, this is the NHL. This is the first game in the playoffs. If you got to stretch all day, you stretch all day. You should not have a pulled groin. It's unprofessional. Like he Dude, actually went in. Maybe we can post on the Instagram. But he said that's not fair to do to your backup goalie. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Isn't the whole point of a backup goalie to prepare to be backup? Like, yeah. like it's literally in the fucking title. So I don't understand. That was stupid. I saw Twitter go off on that. But anyways, getting back to the game, I think it's so good. And I I have to apologize to Washington because I picked the Bruins in seven, and I just look at the Caps. And my takeaway is they're the better team through the first two games, Josh. Would you agree? Yeah, I think Washington are the better team. I think they would have won, and obviously we'll get to game two in a minute. Well, I guess we can just kind of discuss it. Let's talk about the series, yeah. Yeah, like um, I think Washington's been the better team throughout the both games. Um. If Washington has their starting goaltender, I think they win game two in regulation. Craig Anderson was shaky in the first period. I don't think he brought his best game. I, Matt, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable saying this, but I'm going to say it. Did the Bruins look rattled to you? I think the, I think the Caps have rattled the Bruins a little bit. Like, I think the Bruins feel uncomfortable in this series. I don't know if that's just me observing, watching the game they don't look as crisp and as clean as they did in the regular season. Is that just me or have you observed the same thing? No, I, I understand what you're saying, but I just think those Boston Bruins, they've been together so long. And once you go into Boston, it's a different game. Like it's right. just, it's just different. Like the TD garden, like we all know what their record is in home games and playoffs. Like they're, they just win. They find ways to win. So I think if you're watching, like losing game two is huge. Like you like, I know yeah. a lot of people don't like to say that early on in the series because it is. It's like, dude, it's best of seven. Like, winning one game is not going to make or break you. But I think – Oh, but I think you and I can both agree a 2 nothing chokehold is huge. Exactly. And I, all I know about Boston is they're going to take one game at home. Like, I know that yeah. for a fact. Like, I, oh, I yeah, think that's, yeah. that is so safe to say. I'd be shocked so, if they didn't. I'd be shocked if they didn't take one. Like, actually shocked. Something would have to go wrong. So, I think coming back 2-2 – to Washington is not ideal. Like, if you want that game five to be the game where you step on their throats. Yeah. And I don't know if we could go into other series, but I just think losing at home is big. And you saw Vegas lose at home, Florida lose at home. And I think all of those teams are feeling a little little cutthroat right now. Like, these playoffs are killer, man. Like, just some of the guys that are going. Right. And, like, just talking about – we're staying on this series. Like, Garnett Hathaway scored two goals, one of them on a 2-1-0, 2-1-1, and he ripped – like, he looked like Austin Matthews. Like, you know what I mean? Like – Yeah. Everyone's coming to play. And the thing I love about playoff hockey is I can actually argue, like, I know it sounds crazy, but in terms of momentum, every line is as important because you don't know what line is going to score the big goal. You don't know what line is going to get the block shot. You don't know who's going to hit who. So I just think it's so impressive from that retrospect that every player is involved. And you don't see that in any other sport, maybe football, Mm -hmm. but you know what I'm trying to say. So I think that's why playoff hockey stays undefeated. But, yeah, so I don't want to change my prediction. I'll still go Bruins in seven just because I don't like bailing. So I'll still go Bruins in seven, but I think that series is amazing. Like, like, the, and that was the first game on Saturday night. I thought that was an amazing start to the NHL. So it, it was a great kickoff. And there's two stories coming out of this that I think you and I do need to talk about a little bit. Um, the Capitals, it looks like they're going to be without Lars Eller, and now they only ha- actually have two natural centers left because it doesn't look like Kuznetsov is going to pull into this series. He's been a scratch in practice. 
Uh, I think Washington might be done with him. So let's take this one story at a time. Lars Eller, how can the Capitals compete if they don't have this guy? I saw them just before we started recording that they brought up Connor McMichael. And I don't know if he'll get in, oh. but like the <laughs> the World Juniors, Connor McMichael. So I just yeah. think like when your team is – Sorry, sorry. I need to – great player. That is not who you need to call up in the playoffs. Really? I – I think, you know, but, like, I see playoffs sometimes just the youth. It gets the boys going. I think when you're a veteran team like Washington, seeing a 19-, 20-, 21-year-old kid, it might bring you some more juice. And the way I look at Washington is, like I said, they're the better team for us the first two games. So, I know Eller is a massive loss, but I do think they will be able to recover. And I don't think it will have that impact a lot of the media is trying to say. Like, I think Washington – they're like, I think both teams are on a roll. Like, watching the game, it sounds stupid, but I don't know the difference between, like – a first-line player and a fourth-line player. Like, I think both teams are going. Both teams right. could win the Cup. So, I don't have think this have is having so much um, impact in terms of Eller coming out. But why do you hate Connor McMichael, Josh? No, I don't hate Connor McMichael. I just think if you could if you could have Evgeny Kuznetsov or Connor McMichael, you're taking Kuznetsov. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm talking relative to, like, next man up. They're in a pretty good position for having a guy like him yes, come in. Yeah, that's what I mean, I yeah. I don't think that's winning you a series, if you know what I'm trying to say. Okay, we'll find out. We'll find out, yeah. No, we will. Uh, but, yeah, back to Lars Eller. Like, if they don't get him back, can they win it? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Are the Caps gone with Evgeny Kuznetsov? Because this is his second time that he's lost time due to a COVID protocol. And he was wearing a scratch jersey or whatever you want to call it in practice today. He was an extra in practice. Are they done Dude, with it? Get- I have okay. no idea. Like, I think it, this narrative kind of gets lost because he was on the COVID protocol. Same with David Perron last night. Yeah. And I just think with this COVID protocol list, like, I don't know if it's like, you know, someone who was careless or this or that. So like, I don't really want to talk about it or backtrack because I actually have no idea, mm-hmm. but I do understand what you're saying. Like there probably is some frustration to like, cause like, I think it's safe to say that someone around you misjudged the situation, whether it's your neighbor, your wife, your brother, I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. Like something yeah. happened, right? Especially if it's only one guy, you kind of look at the situation and be like, what the fuck did this guy do? Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Cause like, it's only one guy. Like, it, yeah. I think it's very rare for that to happen in these circumstances. So, I think if you're an NHL player right now, just stay, like, stay in your house. It literally should be a bubble and just try to focus on the cup. So, it is a shame that he's not playing. It's a lot more entertaining with him playing, especially when he does the bird celebration. Right. I think that would get Boston going a lot. So, yeah, I just hope he comes back. And if he doesn't, it's a big loss. But um, I think Washington will keep her going. Yeah, it's just with me, with Evgeny Kuznetsov, I think, I think they might be done with him after the season. Um they're going to need, I don't know if they trade him or not. Like this is a whole different conversation with Ovechkin, even a new contract and all that. Uh, they're going to want to keep him over Kuznetsov if they have to. But the whole thing with that is your main job as an NHL player is to help your team succeed. And if he is going out and I'm not saying he's doing this, but if he's going out and not doing, not following COVID protocols, he's not doing his job. You know what I mean? Like, if he's going out, if he's going to clubs, going to restaurants without a mask or whatever, and I know it's probably legal in Washington, I'm not sure what the restrictions are, but if he is being exposed to a COVID situation, he's not doing his job. So the Capitals, I can see them getting frustrated with that. I hope he's okay. I hope he plays in this series. I want to make that clear. Because NHL hockey is the best in the playoffs when it's best on best. You want to see two healthy teams going at it, taking each other's heads off. Do you agree with that? Yeah, but I think you're reading in this situation too much, man. Oh, like, I'm, could, I'm reading into it. Way yeah, too much. you know what I mean. Like, it could literally yeah. be the guy in the mailbox gave handed him his mail, but he tested positive for COVID and they shook hands. But like, two it could or be three something times, so though, like, yeah, like he's been on there. Two yeah, or three okay, times yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's true. But um, I don't know. Like, I looked up a cap friendly because I thought he would have trade protection because he did get a huge contract a few years ago. So he's a 15 team no trade list. So you could actually work with that, like. 50 like there's 32 teams soon only 15 of them yeah. you get a say like anyways i don't know that's a conversation for later but yeah that's um covid protocol is going to be a bitch in the playoffs moving forward right right okay so next series um you already gave your prediction for that so let's move on to probably the best series so far in tampa bay lightning versus the florida panthers do you want to do this now or do you want to close with it uh we no let's talk about actually it doesn't matter whatever let's just do it now let's do it now We're yeah, yeah talk about tampa yeah so uh, what did you think of that game one? I thought it was the most entertaining game of the year. I was upset at Braden Point for robbing us of overtime. Like, I actually so was. was. I, I wanted I overtime was, so I wanted overtime bad. so badly. 
they play again tonight. So whoever's listening will probably already see the game or be watching the game as they're listening, which I recommend. I'll get it. So, up. um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I just think these are absolute juggernauts of teams going at it. And Joel Quinville, oh my, what he's done with Florida is insane. Like I saw Racco Gudis look like Chris Pronger. Like it was, like it was yeah. insanity just from the standpoint of who was contributing. Like Verhege looked good. Duclair looked good. And I know I'm kind of gassing up Florida because I did pick them to win, but I do think Tampa is another storyline. And dude, how good is Kucherov? Like seriously, like I think we have to take a minute to actually talk about him. Like, yeah, that's like insane. okay. So w- before we talk about Kucherov, let's get this out of the way because I want your opinion on this. Is what Tampa did with the salary cap good or bad for you? I think do it's you hate it or do you love it? The, I hate the only thing I don't like is the off season was planned. Like, oh my god, like. Is Point going to get – not Point. Is Sergeyev going to get an offer sheet? Are they going to have to trade this guy, like Tyler Johnson, this guy? And I just think it sucks from a player movement standpoint. To if, if it was, you can't spend more than $81.5 million. Who on Tampa would not be on the team right now? Maybe McDonough, yeah. maybe Sergeyev, like Sorelli, Anthony Sorelli. Like, it would be a good player playing on another team. So I think from a trade perspective, it kind of does suck that they could do this with the cap. But, like, I don't know, man. It's the NHL rules, and everyone's doing it. I think I saw a stat, like – half the league so 15 teams are above 81.5 and the LTIR it's just a mess so let them do what they want but I think you have a different opinion on that no you know what I did have a different opinion on it and you know what I thought about it hard there is no rule saying that they can do this rules are meant to be broken loopholes are meant to be looped Tampa Bay found a way to get their team into the playoffs and they found a way to get a juggernaut team into it. And I thought about it from this, like, obviously I'm a Leafs fan. I got this giant flag behind me. I got my Colton Ward thing. I got Nick Kiprios on top of my goat Leafs go shirt. If they'd have done this with Austin Matthews, which I think is a fair equivalent, I would have been like, that's genius for the Leafs. What Tampa Bay did was genius. And you also got to give Tampa credit. They still made the playoffs without Kucherov. They're a playoff team. All they're doing is adding to that playoff team. And I think what sucks for Florida is that they have lost two players for, well, they've lost a player for, uh, who got injured? Was it, um, uh, his name's on the tip of my tongue. Mike uh, Vlad got injured. And, and Sam Bennett got suspended. And yeah. Sam Bennett got suspended. But Tampa Bay game to player. So it, it sucks, but that is what it is. The rules allow for it. Will the NHL fix it? Maybe, maybe, probably not. Does the NHL need to introduce a luxury tax? Yes. Uh, that can be a whole different conversation we have. If you don't know what a luxury tax is, look into the NBA. But we mentioned Sam Bennett. Let's move right into that. What did you think of that suspension, especially in this type of series where we know it's going to be physical and these teams hate each other? Yeah, everyone was talking about it. I think, like, he, he should get suspended. It was only one game. I think it's one of those things, like, just move on. You don't have any game two, whatever. Like, I don't see a huge scandal or like a Tom Wilson type of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I think it is big for Florida because as you did say, they're already missing Ekblad. And it seems like they're getting weaker and weaker in terms of players and injuries mm-hmm. and stuff. But Tampa's getting stronger and stronger. And that trajectory usually equals Tampa winning. But I don't know, man. Florida's just so scrappy that I think they can. I still like Florida to win this series. They I can find they... a way, man. I yeah. thought they were the better team in that game. And, like, shout out to Bobrovsky, man. Like, after everything that's happened and his performance, he's come to play. Like, I think it's so entertaining. I thought he was terrible. Dude, he made some big saves. Like, who, who was Chris, it that he stopped in the breakaway? Chris, I don't know who it was. I know he made some big saves, but some of those just saved. And he is not starting at Chris Drieger's starting. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris Drieger is starting. Well, he was the, in the they, for practice. they have a three-headed monster goaltending anyway. So, my point more is just I think Florida will get goaltending to kind of bounce back. Yeah. And, dude, I think – what Tampa did in that one that one game, in my opinion, was harder on Tampa than the whole playoffs last year. Maybe not mentally because of the bubble, but in terms of just a hockey perspective, oh, I think yeah. that one game against Florida was more intense than any of their games in the bubble. Like, I actually thought for the majority of that game, you know, Tampa's going to lose, Tampa's going to lose, and it took them scoring a bunch of goals late and, like I said, point on the breakaway for them to win. And I... I think them versus Carolina, whatever team gets by, I think that series is going to be amazing. I think whoever makes it to the next round against Carolina, if this game goes, if this series goes six or seven, Carolina may just mop the floor with them. Really? No. Yeah. I, I we can know, get man. into the Carolina series next. There's still a couple things. 
in this game, I don't know if you watched it. I'm assuming you did. I thought Barkov was an outstanding player, and I think we need to give him some credit. Like, at five-on-five, five, he had an 80% shot share. Is Barkov one of those players we need to start taking more seriously as, like, a top-tier NHL player? I, I If you don't think he is, you're an idiot. But like, There's I, a lot of people who don't. I think he is. But – I don't know, man. Like, some people say, oh, small market, this, small market. It's like, dude, like, I think once you're a great player and you get your team into the playoffs, you're in the playoffs, and you think the player's still underrated, you're an idiot. Because you know what I mean? Like, the playoffs, like, I think if you're a true hockey fan, you're watching a little bit of every series. So I don't understand why people are shocked that Barkov and Hubidor are good. Like, they've been good for a while. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So I think if I'm Florida, I'm happy I got those two. And, yeah, he is a top-flight NHL player. Yeah, I just think some people, just because it's a minority market, they don't get to see the way the player plays. And um, like I'll, I'll admit it, I didn't watch too many Florida Panther games this year. I probably watched five to ten. When I saw him play, he was a great player. So uh, do you want to change your prediction for the series? Are you going to keep it the same? I'll go Florida in seven. So I had Florida in six. So we're both saying Florida. So uh, we mentioned the Carolina series. So do you want to just uh, do that one for now? Yeah, Carolina mopped the floor with them. We don't have to, let's not even talk about the series so that long because I don't think Nashville deserves it. I think you kind of did mention. That's hilarious. I wrote him, I got my notes right here. I write notes uh, before every show just to keep myself on track. I wrote Carolina mops the floor with Nashville. Huge shout out to the Carolina crowd. Jordan Stahl scores twice. That's all I have. Yeah, dude, I think that's all we need to say. Like, I look at, like, teams like Carolina and Florida, and, like, dude, once your market's winning, I don't care if you're a small market, your fans will show up and you're getting some extra juice. Like, Florida fans showed up, Carolina fans showed up. And I think it's so good for hockey that you're having these non-traditional hockey markets become yeah. pretty good. And if I'm a free agent looking at Carolina or looking at Florida, like, it seems like a pretty good destination right now, if you ask me. So I think like both a, teams are on track, yeah. It seems like a top hockey market, especially with Rob Brendamore there, right? Tom Dundon, too. Owner. Tom yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Give him so, some you mentioned the crowd. Uh, Nashville is known for their crowds, and we're expecting them to be eight, between 80 to 100% capacity for their first playoff game. It's not going to matter. Nashville's uh, totally open. Okay, but do you think that could help Nashville a little bit if they're back to normal with their crowd? Because we saw them in their uh, Stanley Cup run back in, what year was that? 2017. Uh, that was a long 2017. Time I know it was a long time ago. The team changes, the fans don't. Is it going to make a difference? If they go down 2-0, I don't think it will matter because I know Carolina's getting one. So I think if they win this game kind of like Boston did, it, you can yeah. take a breath if you're a Predators fan. But, dude, the way Svechnikov, Aho, Slavin were just whipping the puck around, I don't see that happening at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think this is kind of – this and the St. Louis series is kind of the ones where it's like, okay, let's just get on with it. Um if Nashville does stand a chance, I think it is at home, but they do have to win one on the road since they are the away team. So I guess we'll see what happens there. But I think Carolina's got this in five or six. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Would you say five? Five or, five or six. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting, you know. I thought the Canes, like just on a note, like the Canes went down twice. I thought they responded well. I, I don't know if they, they did, yeah. anything into the series. Yeah, but okay, yeah. Uh, Wild versus Las Vegas. Did you watch that Dude, game? this, like, yeah, I watched that game. I think Fleury played amazing. And, like, I think someone asked me a few months ago, maybe it was on the pod, should Fleury be in the Hall of Fame? And I just kind of think, like, dude, he has to at this point. Like, I think when you say, when you say Marc-Andre Fleury, like, I think of Vegas more than I think of Pittsburgh at this time. And I think that's insanity, just looking at the legacy. Like, he won three cups in Pittsburgh, but – People might only talk about Vegas. Like, I think this guy's amazing. But in terms of Minnesota... Mark Andre Vegas, Fleury has been in 15 consecutive playoffs. Yeah, dude, that's... Yeah. Yeah, dude, I... It's, it's honestly insanity. Like, I'm dumbfounded. I don't even know what to say. But my point on Minnesota still stands. This is the best they will ever get. Because Kaprizov's the only young one. But everyone else, Spurgeon, Sutter, Zuccarello, Benino, who else? Cam Talbot, all the guys who are contributing are 29 to 30. So I don't understand why everyone's surprised that Minnesota is doing good and fighting back. Josh, do you want to like fill me in? Am I missing something? Like I knew they were good. I said Vegas in seven. 
Like this is gonna be a series, no? I said I said Minnesota. I think I said Minnesota. You said Minnesota, said, yeah, yeah. I said Minnesota. I can't remember what number it was. I don't think it really matters. I said Minnesota. I think Minnesota's gonna do it just because I don't think Vegas has the fight in them to keep up with Minnesota. And I think we saw that on a level in game one, because in overtime, what I took away from that play was that Minnesota wanted it more. Like Fleury said, I'm going to stand on my head. So Talbot said, I'm going to stand on my head. Yeah. I don't you know. know man. I, yeah. I, but how often is Vegas going to score no goals? But how often is Minnesota only going to score one? You know what I mean? Like pretty it's, often. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Like it's. We'll find out tonight. We'll find out. We'll find out. This is one of the more intriguing series. It wasn't before Game One was played. Now that we saw Game One was a one nothing overtime win, I think it has our attention more than it did before. If that makes any sense whatsoever. I agree with you, man. I think. I think Minnesota. It's. I think it's more just Vegas has been a juggernaut ever since they've come in the league. They got a big signing for Trangelo. So your mind is just more likely to say, yeah, Vegas is going to win. Vegas is going to win. And Minnesota, it kind of looks like they're just led by a rookie, which they kind of are. But, like, like I always say, they have veterans. They're a good group in terms of I don't think they're going to get rattled. They've been there before. Talbot played in New York. Then he played with McDavid. Um, Spurgeon's been in the league forever. Benino won a cup. Parise and Sudo. I know Parise draws in and out. But, like, they have that experience. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they surrounded yeah. – they surrounded Kaprizov, Greenway, some of their younger guys with good veteran guys. So I think they're ready to make some noise. But no matter who wins out of Vegas and Minnesota, I think Colorado's going to take it because I think it's had such a dominating performance. Out of Vegas and Minnesota, you think Colorado's going to take it? Dude, Colorado, we, we can get oh, in Colorado Oh, you mean now. in the second round, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah, sorry, in the second <laughs> round. The second, that's what I meant, yeah. You threw me off there. I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? No. Yeah, yeah, uh, I meant just, coming just, out. Just on the just like just to keep it the Vegas Minnesota series, would you be surprised if Minnesota won? I wouldn't be surprised. That's why I said seven. And I think a lot of my predictions where I say it's going seven, like I did with Tampa Florida, in my flip. opinion. Yes, that's what that means. It's yeah. a coin flip. It's gonna come down uh, game seven overtime, you know, but you can't say I picked them um, in game seven overtime. You sound like an idiot or a kid. Yeah. Sorry. Not that kids are stupid. I just meant that's like the fantasy you play in road hockey. Yeah, like yeah, I know what you mean. That's yeah. What, yeah, yeah. So, right, let's move on to that series you just brought up then. Dude, McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, I know, I don't know why, but everyone says the perfection line is the Boston line. Those three arguably are the – I don't know how to say this, but I think they're the best players individually at what they do. So I look at Landeskog. you got a Gordie Howe hat trick. Is there a power forward as better than Landeskog? Like, do you know what I'm kind of trying to say? Like the stereotypical kind of power forward, like maybe like – like Corey Perry in his prime, like a Josh Anderson type. I'm trying to think of other – you know, like Evander Kane. You know what I'm trying I to say? Those type mean, of players? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's like the top of that kind of group. He can hit, he can fight, he blocks shots, he scores goals. McKinnon is Nathan McKinnon. And Rantanen, I, I've never seen a 6'4 winger who can score that easily. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I think yeah. this is a team where I can see them winning multiple cups in the next 10 years, and they're young. I saw what Newhook, Alex Newhook playing in his first couple games. He was flying. JT Comfort is flying. Kadri had a bad play, but overall, I think I, I noticed him. You know what I'm trying to say? He was starting to cook. Grubauer had a very underrated season. I think Carol, uh, Colorado is ready to make some noise. I think Colorado will be in the cup final. I don't like predicting cup finals because you don't know what teams look like. I think teams grow a lot in the playoffs. Uh, so whoever they play in the cup final could grow a lot as a team, but we'll see when they get there. Jordan Bennington made 46 saves in that game, and they still lost. He stood in his head, yeah. He stood on his head. I think that's the most St. Louis can expect, to be honest. I don't think St. Louis stands a chance in this series. Dude, I think Colorado, they just, they're Face, such better skaters than them. I tweeted, out, I tweeted out after the first period. I watched the last 15, or the, the last, yeah, the last 15 minutes of the period. I missed the first five. I said, Colorado's just smothering these guys. Like, that's yeah, what they're yeah. doing. They're smothering they them, and they, they weren't breaking through because they didn't score. They didn't score three goals. Uh, they scored three goals in the third period, but they just smothered them all game. And like Bennington was hanging in there, and eventually, like you know, you hit you hit something enough time, it's, it's going to break. Um, and then I also I also mentioned on Twitter, I said I think this series is going to be intense, 
but the intensity is going to come from St. Louis's frustration. Then you see at the end of the game, Bennington skate down the ice and start yelling at the Colorado goalie, whose name I can't remember right now for some reason. Grubauer, yeah. Grubauer, that's what it was. Am I correct on that? Like, if there's intensity in this series, is that stemming from St. Louis? Because I don't think Colorado needs to be intense at all. They just need to play their game. Like, they're playing shinny with these guys, in my opinion. Dude, I agree with you. I just think, like I said, they're better skaters, they're a better team. And I could argue their third best forward is probably Landeskog. Does, like, their second best is – I just think their top end is so much better than St. Louis's top end that it's not funny. Like, yeah. I saw – I saw O'Reilly try to, like, make plays. Like, or I would say he's really good at little stuff, but you're not going to see him dashing through everyone crazy no. backhand. To- like, he's not that type of player, but I don't think they have a lot of players that are like that. Tarasenko's been hurt a lot, so he's not really that 50-goal scorer that he usually was. Like, I remember he was on the cover of NHL, for crying out loud. They lost Petrangelo. I saw Tory Krug try to make plays, but they just don't have it. I'm going to go absent five. Yeah, I think I had a sweep on this. I'll go four or five still for the abs. I think I had, I can't remember. I wrote it down. Um, so we got one more series to touch on that has actually played. It's probably the most boring one. Uh, New York and Pittsburgh. Sydney Crosby's Crosby's disgusting. I, I know you said it was boring. He tried to do it by himself, but boring in the way that you have to watch the Islanders play. <laughs> you don't like, yeah. A lot of people don't like the Islanders. I just think they play a certain structure defensively. That doesn't rely on their talent level. So okay, they're but very now, mis- when you watch hockey, what do you want to see? A one-nothing game or a seven-six game? But dude, I am so weird. I actually appreciate what they're doing. The hockey oh, nerdy. No, I appreciate out. it. But if you're but, watching it every single time, you're like, God sake, score a goddamn I, I, goal. I know what you're trying to say, but I think it's like artwork. Like I think it's insanity. Like I remember I in this is a good story I'm gonna tell your life, Josh. In high school, I used to sit beside somebody. Like, it was assigned seating in this one class for some unknown reason. So this girl, she would always draw pictures. So I would sit there for an hour and watch her draw. And it was, it was crazy because they're good. You know what I mean? So it's literally just the hockey version of watching the Islanders play. Like, it's so beautiful and it's crazy the way they forecheck, the way they backcheck, and the way they play that it's entertaining like you're watching a masterpiece. Like, it actually is. Like, I know it's crazy, but I think yeah. Pittsburgh is such a better team. But what the Islanders do, they collapse down low. They all play the same way. Like, their system – is made to three guys can mess up. Okay, good. Now it's a three on two. It's like, okay, what are you going to so do? Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm glad you worded it like that because now I want to ask you this question and I think you'll have a pretty good answer on this. Is coaching going to win this series for the Islanders? I don't think it's coaching. I think it's players buying into a defensive system. Like, I don't think... Which is coaching, though. A defensive system is coaching. It's coaching, but I don't want to say, like, oh, Mike Sullivan got outcoached because he couldn't beat their system. Like, I don't look at it like that. You know what I mean? So, if I say... but look at Barry Trott's history, though, right? Like, the Islanders have beat this team before. Dude, I think if you're Pittsburgh, you got to do what you did to win cups. You got to absolutely outgrind them down low a lot. So, when they collapse, you just throw it to a guy in the slot for a one T. Like I think the Leafs, the Leafs, Colorado, those type of high flying teams, what they do against the others, what they should do is you do those high cycles. Like, you know what I'm Just trying to shoot. say? Those high cycles. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you get a good shot by doing those high cycles. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I think you just got to be on them offensively hard. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Good breakouts. Just play a really good hockey game. But if Pittsburgh gets this goaltending man, I don't think they could beat them. Like, Jari's got to do better than this. Like, it's like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I don't know. I just think, uh, yeah, Tristan Jari was not, or Tristan Jari was not good. Um, I don't know if they want to throw in the backup. I don't know if they will. I'll give it one more game. I'll give I it would one give more. it one more game. Yeah, it's uh, one of those series. If Malkin comes back, I think it changes the, the, the tide of the series, if you know what I mean. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but also like. Oh, but you know. I, yeah. I don't I don't think like Crosby seemed to be the only penguin that was playing. Yeah, Kapanen played pretty good down the stretch, but, but I think like, you can't be relying on Kapanen I know, I know what you're game. trying to say. Like you need your Gensels, your Latangs, your all these guys, but yeah. I think this is a situation where the Islanders play a suffocating hockey. I expect them to be better early in the series, but maybe when you get used to it in games three, four, five, six, maybe yeah. your skill will come out more. So I'm going to give Pittsburgh the benefit of the doubt and I'll still have them taking it. Like, they were the better team in my opinion. It's just the system with the goaltending. They Pittsburgh, had to battle so many things. Yeah. 
Pittsburgh controlled that game through the first two periods, and then exactly in, in the third and overtime, they stiffened right up. Like they weren't moving. Yeah, exactly. So and I just I, think. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, like I said, like goaltending, but like if you're the Islanders, how often can you expect Kyle Palmieri to score two goals? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. no offense to the Islanders, but like I don't expect them to score four goals. I I think it's a two-one, a three-nothing. Uh, like you know what I mean? Like uh, those type of suffocating games. So I think if you're Pittsburgh and you score three goals again tonight and the next night you're going to win the majority of those games because you shut down Barzell and no one else in that team can kind of score like on will. Like, you know what I mean? Like Matthews, all he needs is one shot. Barzell, all he needs is that extra space, but no one else in the Islanders is kind of built like that, you know? Yeah. Um, we got two more playoff series that haven't started yet. So let's touch on them quickly. Oilers and Jets. What are you expecting out of this? Obviously the Oilers are the favorites. Is there a way for the Jets to win this? What, do you, what What's your feel on this series? I think Connor Halibut's going to have to play at like a Vesna. I don't even want to say Vesna. I want to say a Con Smythe level for them yeah. to win. I just yeah. look at – I think McDavid Dressel is so good. And then as soon as you get guys like McDavid Dressel in this series, my first thing is, okay, who's the defenseman that's going up against them? And it, I saw Jets fans say, oh, it's going to be Josh Morrissey. And it's like that is not a recipe for success. Like you no. need – you need a Victor Hedman. You need a Shea Weber. You need – I'm trying to say – you know what I'm trying to say. Just a top defenseman who can uh, – you can't even shut them down. You limit their chances. That's what you say. No one's shutting them down. And I look at Shifley and Wheeler not exactly buying into a whole team kind of atmosphere. I look at people say, oh, DeBois is going to shut down McDavid. It's a perfect role. And I'm like, well, he's hurt. And I don't even think he's skated the last couple of days. I think he might play game one. But you know what I'm trying to say. So, I, th- yeah, I don't I think, think they have Ehlers either, do they? Uh, I don't know. I'm – I actually don't know because I think everyone in this series has written off the Jets so much that the media is not even reporting who's ready to go. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just have to look a little deeper, but I think – I give it to McDavid, to be honest. I think Connor McDavid will win. Yeah, it's – this series feels like such a shame because if I was to tell you at the beginning of the year that you're getting the Jets versus the Oilers and then the Leafs versus the Habs in the first round of the playoffs, you'd be so pumped for that, right? Yeah, dude. Like what, at this... the beginning of the year, but now, now you've seen what the Jets are. You've seen what the Oilers are. You see that the, like you see what everybody are. You're like, this is going to be two just demolition derbies where one side isn't making it out. Yeah, I just think, I just think Winnipeg. When you come in limping into the playoffs, like I think they were three and seven in the last ten or something like that. Yeah. You're just going to lose. Like you honestly can't come into the Stanley Cup playoffs limping. Like you need momentum. You need your goalie bailing you out. You need everyone to be playing at their top game. Like, maybe they can just turn it on for game one, but as an athlete, like, I don't think it works that way. You know what I mean? Like, you need to build momentum slowly. You yeah. can't just not run a track race for a year and then think you're going to come first. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a slow process to get to where you got to go. Yeah. And I don't think Winnipeg's on track to play their best hockey, to be honest with you. Yeah, so who you, who would you take in that series now that you've had some time to think? I know we did our predictions last show, but what would you – what do you still hold Edmonton. the same? Edmonton. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I think the same thing. I just think – McDavid and Dryside alone is too much to overwhelm uh, the Jets. And just a little teaser, if I'm Connor McDavid and we lose to the Jets and the way we lose is we lose 7-6 and we get beat up or just a gong show, I'm asking for a trade this offseason. Yeah, if I'm McDavid and I'm putting up four or five points a game and we lose that series in four, five, six, seven, I'm done, I'm gone. Uh, Because that means like this team, maybe he gives them a year. I think he would stupidly do that. But we'll see. We'll see. All right, let's get to the last series, which I'm sure we both have a lot to say on Leafs and Habs. I'll let you take it away. The Leafs need to win this series. I think they that's... They have to win this series. I think our fan base will go absolutely nuts if they lose. Because I think losing your rival just hits different. Like, when we lost to Boston, it didn't feel the same when we lost in the bubble to Columbus. Like, we kind of brushed off, said, oh, let's get ready. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 it was kind of that, but... If you were the least and you lose to a Boston, Montreal, a big market type, I think I think you start feeling pressure from the people upstairs, like above Shanahan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is like, I think, I know this sounds really dumb, but when you actually think about it in a business perspective, it makes sense. This is like a business economic decision if they it don't is. need to have. You know what I'm trying to say? Because it's, is it fair to say they're the two biggest teams in Canada in terms of market and dollar? I think it's, that's accurate. They're the no? two biggest teams in the NHL. Well, the Rangers might say something about that. They're but you two know, of the top three 
yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 NHL, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah in, terms, in terms of matchup, if you were to put two teams together in a playoff series, this is the series that with a full money, building, yeah. like full, like back in a normal world, this series is making you the most money. I get what you're saying about the whole Shanahan thing. Like, I think if you lose in this series and if you lose in... I don't, I don't think it's going to matter. To be honest, it could go if game you, seven, triple they, like, if, if they lose, yeah. If you lose in any way, I think this is a decision over Shanahan's head. Like, I think it's Rodgers and Bell and Larry Tenenbaum Exactly. Saying, Guys, what the hell are you doing it, here? Yeah, like, I think it, like, it goes I hate that. jumping to that because it's 95% of me is saying the Leafs win this series in five or six. Dude, I think they will. I But also, like – But we've I, been Leafs fans, Matt. We know what happens. I, I, I hate that narrative. I hate it when people say that. The reason I hate it when people say that is I think there's, it's a lot different when Austin Matthews is 19, losing a series to Boston, and then to when he's 23, and he's winning the Rocket, losing to Montreal. Like, you know what I mean? I think it's so different. Yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I don't I like do the comparison, that. yeah. I do understand like, that, yeah. Like, I just think, like, like these are guys, and I just think the, I, the only reason I feel pressure to be completely honest with you is because I know the landscape of the NHL. I know in three years, Austin Matthews can be a UFA after the season. I know we have to pay why, more. Why are you bringing that up? No, it's it, it, it makes sense. L- l- just let me do my point. I, I know after next season, I'm going to pay Morgan Riley. I know an expansion draft is coming, and I might lose God knows what, or I might have to try to pick Dermot. Seattle. You're losing, you're losing yeah. Travis Dermott. Dermott, whatever. I know Sandine Robertson want to get in the door. I know, you know what I mean? I know Jumbo and Spezza came here to win a cup. And if they don't win a round, it's like, hey, like, I left my life in San Jose not to win a round. Like, I could have done that in San Jose. Like, I only played an extra two weeks relative to what I would do if I stayed back home. Yeah. So I think so many people have made such sacrifices, like, on this team to where they got to win now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, when, so yeah. l- let's go off your uh, – that, that's a good segue, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's go off your Jumbo Joe theory. Does this Leafs team have an X factor in these veterans that haven't made it or haven't won it yet? Because obviously we have, you know, Joe's played in the cup final, Muzzin's won a cup, but you've got a couple veterans on this team that haven't Different done time. it. They haven't won it yet, right? Like you got Simmons there, you got Spezza, you got Thornton, you got a couple other guys on there that want that cup. They're a couple Polino. older. Polino for sure. That's a huge one. Riley Nash even. Uh, are these guys that can help the Leafs push in the playoffs? And is yeah. it enough to get them through the first couple rounds and into the conference finals? Yeah, I look at it and just make it out of Canada, to be honest with you. So I kind of think it is. And also, people got to understand, like, people are playing for contracts. Like, if Jack Campbell flops, he'll never be a starting goalie in the NHL again. Is that fair? Like, he'll be a backup kind of guy. I don't if, agree with if that. If he flops, goalie. if he flops. Do you know what I'm trying to – but there's like, pressure what, what to you, not – What do you say is flops? Like, they get like, swept? Like, yeah, a Tristan Jari performance, but for five or six games. I don't think that could happen because Anderson would just go in, but I know what you mean. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. or, or Zach Hyman playing seven games and us losing, he gets one assist. That will probably negatively impact him for yeah. his next contract. Yeah, I understand what you uh, mean. You know what I mean? Or, or like Riley's contract coming up. Or Matthews and Marner. It's like, yeah, you finished top five in scoring when he won the Rocket, but you lost to the Habs, who best player is who? Like, I actually don't know who the best player is. Maybe whatever you could say. Like, is like it Galchenyuk? Exactly. I'm not throwing shade, but what I'm trying to say is the Leafs are so top-heavy, and they have so much money invested into this year in terms of bringing in veterans, in terms of trading a first-round pick. And Montreal doesn't have as many dogs in the fight. Like, when I look at Suzuki, Kakanyemi, Caulfield, Romanov, they're young. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? So, if I'm Montreal, just making the playoffs took a lot. So, I'm not going to yell – if I'm a Habs fan, if they lose to Leafs. But if I'm Leafs fans, it's completely different because I have so much invested in it this year from a trade from a trade perspective and everything. So I think the Leafs need to win. Yeah, man. Like, I, it, there is a lot, right? I think there's a lot more pressure on the Leafs in this series. But I think they can win it easy. Like, would you be surprised if they swept the Habs? I don't think you would be. No, I think... I, th- I know we're talking about, like, oh, what will happen, but the way the reason we're building this up and we're saying what we have and all the sacrifices made, it's me more validating to why we are going to win. So everything I right. just said, I could, I could use that as a point to being like, yeah, we have Felino. He's going to be really motivated. We have Simmons. He's going to be really motivated, yeah. and everyone's going to go. And I think this is the year where you prove to everybody, okay, like, we're not fucking around anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
when I look at the Muzzin trade, that was only a year and a half ago. But how long ago does that honestly feel? Like three years ago, the Muzzin thing? Forever so ago, I think like, yeah. it feels forever ago. Like I think the process has been so grueling that this is the year to be to get an award. Like we almost won the President's Trophy. Like we were first for a good chunk of the season, though. We were, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, yeah, I think we should beat Montreal, and I think we should beat Winnipeg and Edmonton because we beat them, all three teams, we beat them in the regular season. When I look at the Leafs in the regular season, all the teams that we struggled against didn't make the playoffs, like Ottawa, Vancouver. I don't really remember the Calgary, but Ottawa and Vancouver, definitely, we had some frustrated games against them. But, like, I think, like, I we beat McDavid three games in a row before and yep. limited him greatly without Austin Matthews. So I don't see us not coming out of the Canadian division. If we don't come out of the Canadian division, then I will see ramifications. Maybe even in the fan base. Maybe people don't buy tickets. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, there will be public yeah, pressure. You know it, what I'm trying so to say. Yeah. I, I've thought about this, and I've said, is it weird that I'm more scared by the Habs than I am the Oilers? Like, is that my that's inner weird. fan coming out? No, I think that's weird. I think that's weird. Oh, only because they have Conor McDavid. Not I, scared. I, no, no, no. Okay, so sorry. I, I think I worded that wrong. I would prefer to lose to the Oilers than I would to to the Habs. Yeah, yeah. I think if you lose to a team and their best player is better than your best player, you can just say, okay, like, what are we going to do? Like, kind of the Raptors, how we always lost to LeBron. It's kind of how so many teams never won because they played Michael Jordan. Like, I think in history that happens. Like, how many cups would Washington have if they never played Crosby? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I think, yeah. like, St. Louis would have won more cups if they never ran in L.A. and Chicago. Like, yep. We have breaking news. Uh, the Red Wings have signed coach Jeff Blashill to a multi-year extension. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. We can talk about that next podcast. But I yeah. think – I okay, now I want to talk about that. Fuck, Josh. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I just think um, – yeah. Yeah, I think we hit it enough. You want to actually talk about Blashill a little bit? I kind of want to. Yeah, we can, we can touch on the Red Wings if you want. Yeah, I just think – the reason I don't like that, and this is – I haven't read a press conference. You literally just told me that. My first thing it is – It happened three minutes ago. I don't exactly. know any other details. Yeah, so I personally I, I'll just – look them up while you talk. Yeah, I just think, like, they've lost so much. It's like the the message from Blashill is going to get lost. You know what I mean? And literally, as soon as he came in to coach the Red Wings, they started – they fell off. Like, you know what I mean? When Babcock left and Blashill came in, literally, that was the end of their kind of – Stanley Cup run in the streak of like 20 plus years. So I just kind of think all these young guys like Dylan Larkin, Siders coming in, Raymond, I think they need a new voice. And I just think there's a lot of good candidates out there. I know Gerard Gallant might get the Rangers draw, but a good coach. Like they need to get their Mike Babcock to coach the younger guy. Not actually Mike Babcock, but you know what I mean? Like uh, someone to show them the ropes. And I think last year it's like, you've been a part of a failure. Why do I think you can get us out of the failure? You know what I mean? And also with the Red Wings, a lot of their high picks have not regressed good. Like when I look at um, when I look, oh my god, yo, dude, we, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, when I look at some of their high picks, like Josh, you remember Michael Rasmussen, who's a top eight, top ten pick? You yeah. remember that name? Yeah. You know, remember Philip Sedina saying, "I'm a Phil Ottawa in Montreal's pucks with no nets with pucks or something like that." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think those guys didn't have not take positive steps. I think Dylan Larkin hasn't taken a positive step. Yeah, he's the captain, but I think he could give more. And I think when I look at people who are underachieved statistically and prospects, and you're the coach who sees them on a day-to-day basis, why would I give you a multi-year deal to deal with them on a day-to-day? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I think you having the worst season in franchise history, I don't care what team you are, that has to fall on the coach. And like I said, I think there's better options. So if I was Detroit, I wouldn't have done this. Just to get like a fresh perspective, to talk to my prospects and talk to my vets who've been there forever. That's my yeah. thought on that. Yeah, I think you wrapped it up nicely. Um, I understand why Detroit did it, but I also think they had, COVID. Yeah, yeah, that maybe. He, but I also think you go with the guy who's been with this team for a couple of years now, and like their prospects are comfortable with him. I know, I understand the whole fresh voice thing, but the GM and the coach they have a better read on the room than what we do. That's true. Then, then we, yeah. Yeah, so you know what I'm trying to say though. Like I think yeah. I think Detroit changes are good. Like you look there's at no, Toronto. There's no there's yeah. no wrong answer. Like it's easier to rehire exactly, yeah. the coach that you had than it is to bring in a new coach. And the risk is less because you know what you're gonna get with the coach you have than say bringing in Bruce Boudreau or whatever. Yeah, you know but what I mean? let me put it in this perspective. 
Detroit needs to be bad for a few more years. I think you could say that. Like, maybe one year, maybe try to get Bedard or right. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, you're still in that I mix think, of teams. Yeah, I think Detroit's, like, a, a bottom NHL team for yeah. one, one to three more years. and then Yeah, like, whatever. We, we, we don't know yet, but whatever. Yeah. So, if I re-sign this coach, but we – I think – where did Detroit finish? You want to just look that up real quick? But anyways, uh, no matter where they finish – yeah, 28 – but last last year to this year, it's night and day. Like you're uh, you were Buffalo last year, and now you finished 28. That's a positive going up, you know. But what if they finish last again? Then it's like okay, we're actually regressing, and we have more prospects in the lineup. So in my perspective, it's like why would I like? There's me pressure to fight or blast you next year if they finish last again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why would I resign that guy when I'm at the bottom and I'm planning to keep going to the bottom? Like why not get? Uh, it's hard to explain, but you know what I'm kind of trying to say. Yeah. So, uh, one last thought before we get to Matt's debates. Kalkin, Yemi, and Caulfield were practicing on the second power play unit today, but they were still in gray jerseys, which means they were scratched. Are the Habs playing mind Dude, if, games? If, if the, I think they're playing mind games. If they don't play, they like, are something's I, actually you know wrong. What? I think the Leafs retaliated with sending Sabrin down to the AHL while Price and Gallagher were playing. I think they're playing mind games with each other already. But, dude, that's fucking stupid. No offense if I'm the least, but I don't give a fuck who you play. We're, I think I should beat you if you play your best players. Like, you know what, yeah. like, you know what I'm trying to so, say? I think the Habs are, like, trying to hide who they're playing. Like, I don't care. Play Cole Caulfield. I don't care. Do you but. think that's kind of Canadian media, like, looking at things a little too much? Like, who who honestly gives a fuck? Like, might, maybe they were be, wearing those be, jerseys. why are you practicing on the second power play unit in a scratched jersey? That's my only question. Dude, honestly, like, I don't know. Remember, I think Jumbo yesterday had to wear a McKay jersey because his jersey got lost. Did you see that? It got Post? lost. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that. You're not losing so, two jerseys, though. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not in charge. I don't know how this works. Maybe Whatever. the equipment guy has to, like, light, lighten up before the class team went out with the boys in Montreal. I have no idea what the scenario is. But anyways, I expect both of them to play, and let's move on to match debates. Let's do it. Great show today, Yeah, so – it was a great show. It was only me and Josh, so we're getting a little tired, so we do match debates, and then we're going to wrap up. First question, does the league need to change the salary cap system? We already talked about that. Josh, you mentioned the luxury tax. You want to get into that a little bit more? What do you think about the whole salary yeah, cap? Yeah, I, I think the whole um, LTIR thing, it's kind of broken. Um, they do need – like, I know the NBA. What, what do they call it? Do they call it LT? What are they – I have no idea what they call it. But they do have an injury reserve, right? They make stuff up the NBA. Yeah, but yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, they, they have one, but they also have a luxury tax so you can pay pay over the tax. I don't know what their what their ratio is, but like a luxury tax of the NHL, say you're paying somebody three million dollars, but you're over the cap, you're actually so you're paying them three, but the cap hit that you're paying is four point five or whatever. Um, and you have to pay that four point five and that extra money goes to the smaller teams. Like they need something like that with a luxury tax. I'm not explaining it the best. If you want to know what luxury tax is, look it up. Look at the way the NBA does it. They do it beautifully where these teams who can afford it, do it. And then the smaller markets get that money. I think that's the way you need it to happen in the NHL. Because take a look at the teams that used LTIR this year. 15 of the 31 teams used LTIR. Yo, Josh, one second. I got, I'll got. i be right back, purpose. okay? Okay, I'll just call the show yeah, quickly. Yeah. Sorry about that quick break. We just had some breaking news we wanted to talk about. Montreal Canadiens head coach Dominic Ducharme confirmed Tuesday that Jess Berry, Kakiami, Cole Caulfield, and Alexander Romanov will not be in the lineup for game one in Toronto. I, I, I don't understand that. I think those are three young players that could benefit their roster, so I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, so I don't understand that, but that is breaking news considering we just discussed it. I think we've gotten very lucky with news on this show, to be honest, Matt. Yeah, we did. Yeah. All right. So, what was the question we were talking about? I totally forgot what the question was. Yeah, we did luxury tax. You kind of described it a lot, and yeah. we talked about that. So, we'll move on to the second question. Yeah, for sure. When we when we get back to normal, what playoff format do you want? Do you like yeah. them doing the division? What they're doing next year? Do you want it to go back to one to eight? Do you want to do one to sixteen? What do you think? Damn, that is a fantastic question. Um, I kind of enjoy what they're doing this year. But realistically, you cannot do a Canadian division every year. It just wouldn't make sense. Um, I don't get the format they were doing the year before, like with the divisions and all that. The wild card shit. Yeah, yeah and the wild card. I don't get that. I think they're trying to like mega mind it too much. What was wrong with one verse eight? I loved one verse because 
I think it's so cool when eight beats the one, and it happened. I think Montreal beat Pittsburgh one year. I'm not sure. Montreal beat someone. LA, Montreal LA beat won, Washington. LA won the cup as an eight seed. Yeah, dude. Like, I think it's in, especially in hockey, it's so cool because the President's Trophy winner might lose in the first round against the eight. Like, yeah. I think I, it's I, so much better. I don't know what was wrong with one versus eight. I don't know if to change it. I think the NHL was trying to like force themselves into TV ratings for the playoffs. And rivalry and shit. Yeah, yeah. With these, don't force rivalries. No, you can't. You can't. And dude, you're if not... you're gonna if you're gonna force it, make them play in the winter classic. Make them play the yes. first game of the season. Make them right. like I think Thank there's you. other ways you could do it. Make How them about, play Saturday nights. Exactly. So, for an example, if I want Toronto-Montreal to be a rivalry, what I'm going to do is they're playing the first game of the season, they might play a winter classic, and they're going to play the last two games of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they just yeah. fight. Or you try to, like, I, th- I don't know. I just think you could do a lot more work. And also, a rivalry in hockey is so, like, L.A. and Calgary have a rivalry. Who would have guessed that? Like, you know, like, I think that it, it happens, right? Like, Whenever we played Edmonton, even before this year, it was fun, the two games, because it was McDavid from Toronto, and it's Matthews who wants to be better than McDavid. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think this happens naturally. Don't force it. Like, look at Ovi and Crosby. Like, I don't it, I don't care. Yeah, I th- I would go one versus eight if I'm picking. There was nothing wrong with one versus eight. Your top eight teams make it. I would prefer one versus 16, but I see how impractical that is. You want the equal number of teams from each conference, uh, yeah. just for obviously for TV rights and all that. But, you know, it is what it is. I would be okay if they went back to the regular one versus eight. What about a play-in? Or do you think that's stupid? I think play-ins are stupid. Yeah, I think play-ins are stupid too. Only just because I played 82 games and it's all going to come down to one game. Like, what? Yeah. That, like, that, you can't dumb. force me to play you, Stanley Cup Final Game you 7. You can do a play-in in a tournament, but I don't understand doing a it's play-in a after a regular season. Like, you, you weren't good enough. You didn't make it. Fucking deal with it. Dude, I don't know. Like, what is it? Like, in life, there's no play-ins. Like, no, there's no like, it's Where a re- does this come it's from? It's a redo, right? It's a redo, right? There's no redos in life. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, play-ins are so fucking dumb. Like, I, like, we, we aren't, yeah, whatever. I'll go to the next question. Okay. Last and final question. Not, it's what do you think? Do you think the Seattle Kraken will be good their first year? Your personal opinion, Ooh. do you think they're going to be good? Do you think they're going to get playoffs? What do you think? Um, can you answer first? Because I pulled up, I have one of their expected lineups. I actually had it ready for our preview show, but, um, I can read it out now. Yeah. Read it out. And then we'll both answer the question. Yeah. So like, just, I just got to find it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just kind of look at Seattle and just I found overall. It. Yep. Okay. Go. <laughs> so apparently this will be, so this is, uh, their forwards. So it would be, uh, first line, Tyler Benson, Anton Roussel, and Milan Lucic. Second That's line. Their first line. Yes. Uh, second line, Austin Watson, Mason Appleton, and Vladislav Namstikov. I think I nailed that. Third line, Ryan Johansson, Tyler Johnson, Brett Howden. Fourth line, Victor Rask, TJ Oshie, Miles Wood. And then extra forwards, Eric Robinson, Zach Austin-Reese, and Matt Martin. Defense, you're looking at Kevin Shattenkirk, Ryan Graves, Brent Burns, Colin Miller, Brady Skacek, Travis Dermott, Alvin DeHaan, Shane Goss Despair, and Jeremy Lozon. And then your goaltenders are Anton Abibulin, Aidan Hill, and Jake Allen. Yeah, dude, I think um, that their, was the de- their defense, prediction. yeah, their defense and goaltending is really good. But up front, if Johansson and Oshie are your two best players, you're going to be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I like, don't think, I don't think they're going to be as good as Vegas. No, but. For some reason, I still. But can that make, make the playoffs? Because I think that defense is good enough to make the playoffs. I think like, they still might make the playoffs, especially the division they're playing in. I think one team is gonna fuck up. Like maybe it's even Tampa. Maybe Tampa says, "Take Tyler Johnson and Alex Klorn, and we'll give you a first on top of that, just for the cap space." Because I can see Alex Johnson, uh, not Alex Johnson, Alex Klorn and Tyler Johnson both getting fifty points for the Kraken next year. I can see so, Dermot stepping up and maybe being a top four defenseman. Like, I thing. think they're going to work. Yeah. That's the thing. Like with Vegas in their first year, when they drafted the team, like tell me People if I'm wrong. People bailed them out. Yeah. No, tell me if I'm wrong. When Vegas drafted that team, you looked at that team and you're like, okay, that's not bad. But like, who the hell are these guys? Like you thought that, right? I, yeah, I thought that. But I think Vegas had so many prospects and picks to where something was going to work. Like, you know, yeah. like if you so, look back at it. Let me, yeah. let me finish my point. Like, they were a bunch of guys on that team that had never been given a chance. Exactly. That's going to happen again, yeah. Will that happen again? I don't know. 
NHL GM is going to be dumb enough to let it happen again? I don't know. Can I see yeah. it happening again? Yeah. Would I be surprised if Seattle makes the playoffs in their first year? I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Also, I think it's bullshit. Vegas doesn't have to participate in this expansion draft. That's hilarious. Dude, like, I think um, – Seattle I, also is guaranteed a top four pick in the draft, by the way. Yeah, I think that will help in a few years. I don't think they'll help next year because it's a Dude, weak they draft. They get the first overall pick. Yeah, but the, no offense to Owen Power, who was the projected first overall pick, but I don't think he could step into an NHL lineup and contribute next season. The NHL draft lottery is in, like, 12 days, eh? Yeah, that'll be fun. But yeah, just my Seattle point. I look at a team like the Leafs. We're stacked. But if they pick Adam Brooks, can you see Adam Brooks next year getting 15 goals? I don't know, man. I think he can. Like, I'm just saying, like, I think there's diamonds in the rough, and I think Seattle's going to find a lot. So yeah, I, I, I think I think they'll be good next year. I think they'll be good. Okay, that's so, kind of it, Josh. Do you have anything you want to add? Oh. I just did the draft lottery, and this is the order. I just did the simulation on Tankathon. Uh, I'll hit it one more time, so I'll reset it. Uh, we'll finish the show with this. So sim lottery and top three picks. Arizona, that's hilarious because they would have to forfeit that pick. New Jersey and Buffalo. So those would be your top three picks. Can you imagine if Arizona got first and then had to forfeit it? Do it again. One more time? One more time. All right, I'll reset it. And here we go, sim lottery. Vancouver, Seattle, Buffalo. Ooh, that would be fun if Vancouver got that. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Yep. So uh, we will do a better draft show when we know the results, and we'll talk about who gets what. Until then, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Leave comments down below. I don't care if they're good or bad. We want to hear what you think um, because that shapes the show. Matt, any words of wisdom? Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Have a nice playoff night, and let's see if our predictions and everything we said in this podcast is right. Yeah, and we will be talking more sports soon. It's just the NHL playoffs are hogging the airwaves right now. So thank you very much. Talk to you later. Ontario, if you're listening, get your shot. Everyone above 18 plus is eligible now. Get it so we can get back to normal. Talk to you later.